Welcome to Changing Light Bulbs, the podcast that's dedicated to innovation and transformation in all of their forms. My name is Greg R. McGovern, and I'll be your host for today's episode where we explore the concept of mentorship and how mentorship and guidance can help individuals as they manage through their own change and transformation. This topic is dear to my heart for I've had the opportunity to volunteer with Youth at Risk. I've always said that I've learned more from them than they have from me. I believe that through volunteering, I have become a better partner, a better father, a better manager, and a better employee. I hope after you've listened to this podcast, you'll have the inspiration to become a mentor or volunteer within an organization in your community. Thanks very much for taking the time. Enjoy the episode. So thank you uh, to our audience for tuning in. Uh, this is the next series uh, in our podcast around transformation and change. Today, I have an old friend of mine here. How are you doing today? I'm great, Greg. Thanks for having me. Before we begin, a little bit of an icebreaker kind of question. Tell me about a piece of art or something creative that changed your life. Um, you know, I probably have a lot of examples to choose from, but I think I'm going to go with an experience, a pivotal sort of um, moment in my life that set the course for a lot of things in my own sort of identity and transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it really was my experience um, in school. That's very good. So, so and if I recall, you went to school later. I actually went to school a lot later. Uh, I was actually working at a very, like I said, dynamic job. I had a really great opportunity and I was going to school. And it took me about six years to finish school. Yeah. Uh, I chipped away at it, and, uh, you know, it is probably by far one of the biggest accomplishments. Like, when I look back, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I did that. There, I, I just, well, I have no idea. It's to that point, the persistence, right? I mean, It's a persistence, and I think when you're in it, you do it, right? right. Um, you tell yourself, and I think this is what I told myself, is that to get to the next level, whatever that means, this is what I have to do. Yeah. So, that's kind of your schooling. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what you kind of do professionally. Just So uh, uh, I've done actually quite a bit of work um, doing uh, programming and uh, case management for young people within the child welfare sector. The key areas that I've worked on is basically connecting young people to services and, and supports that are out there that will help them in their, in their um, you know, that will provide opportunities for them, but help prepare them for the future. So employment, education, uh, that sort of thing. And then the other piece... Um, is really working with youth on their resilience um, and understanding that they come from um, experiences that were well above and beyond their circumstances and that they can be they can go to school that they right. can they can work on their mental health they can find housing they can reach their potential and they can be viable members of society right and give yeah. it back so in all those years of experiencing seeing others transform change and all that kind of stuff wh- what do you think are the big key elements that that are required to make change happen? I think some of the very crucial sort of points of transformation or any change in life, it could be anything little to a career transition, right? One is the recognition that you need to make a change, that, it, that it's, it's a process of change. That's what transformation is, right? So it's really to come to the point of, you know, something may not be working right now. Perhaps I need to make a change in my life, right? So that's what transformation is. So it's the need to recognize that or that there is a need. There's a willingness, right? Uh, There's also the determination to move forward um, and to kind of recognize that where you are right now is not where you want to be in the next however many years. Um, 
you know, and in that process, it's to recognize, well, who are the key people that I can reach out to that are experts in this area or who might be able to give me insight, right? Yeah. Um, so really, again, it goes back to identifying that there's a need to change, identifying that the future holds something else for you, which is not yep, yep. what you have right now, and is to identify the key elements or people that are out there or and information, yeah. right, that can help you in that process. And, we, and, and, and we've talked about this before, but this concept of it's okay to ask for help and support um, in order to make that change. You know, I think that many people, you know, mainstream society, sometimes we think that we live in a very individual sort of society. So we think that we have to do it on our own and to ask for help. It doesn't matter if it's, it's not gender specific, right? Yeah. But, you know, that it's a sign of weakness. And the reality of it is for you to ask somebody for help or say, hey, listen, I'm struggling with something. Can you help me with it? It's actually a sign of strength. Right. Because you're making yourself vulnerable and you're asking. Even for myself in my life, it took me my entire adult life to sort of sort of say, you know, figure out that, you know what, it's okay to say, hey, Greg, what do you think of this, right? Yeah, yeah. And it may not even be help the way people may look, or it might be, but it's okay to do that. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have to have trust with people, right? And, and, and sort of hope that they don't look at you um, as a vulnerable person and they don't yeah people want to genuinely help and add to your success or you know people want to give you advice and and lead you along and provide you mentorship and guidance because they believe in you yeah so it's okay to ask for help that people will be more than willing to help you absolutely people are always willing to help mm -hmm. uh, for those who are, are dedicated and, and recognize that they need mm -hmm. a little bit of support yeah. so so that's actually what I really wanted to talk to you today about is is this concept of mentorship and, and the importance of mentorship through the transformation process. Mm -hmm. So how do you see mentorship impacting the transformation in an individual? So I look at mentorship as a process of sort of leadership, right? Um, and when I say leadership, I mean, you know, there could be several meanings. So it could be role modeling, it could be offering insight, um, you know, it could be going to somebody who has expertise in an area that can kind of offer you guidance, right? And the people that I would reach out to would be people that have a relationship with me and they sort of know me to some extent on a personal level and may know what my strengths and what my needs are. You know, I think in any process of change, like I said, it could be anything from something minute to something on a huge, large scale, um, you know, it's guidance. I don't think that it, we can all have the answers to everything and make decisions on our own. Um, so certainly in my life, I've really appreciated it. So I'd like to dive down into that. Is there is there a time that you can recall where a mentor just had an incredible impact on your life? Um, as you can tell, working within any system for a little while, especially in the social services field, it can become a little bit daunting. And I just thought that I had maximized my time in this industry. And, you know, you get to see a part yeah. of life that's ugly. And I came to the realization that really mainstream society doesn't really know about this other ugly side of life right, and what right. people go through. So anyway, long story short, when I was offered an opportunity to come back into this field, I consulted um, and got different perspectives from them. And they helped me think out the reason, the pros and the cons of coming back to this industry, right, what right. my strengths were if I did come back and how I can help to make a change because making change is important to me in yeah. people's lives on an individual level, but also on a bigger whole, right? Right. 
Um, and, you know, along with the pros, they helped me think about cons. At the end of the day, um, you know, I did decide to come back and it was, it was actually the right decision. It was the right thing that I needed to sort of do. And it was the same messaging that I was receiving from people, um, you know, but that set the course for where I am right. now. And as I learned to grow and develop and try to still sort out what it is that I want to do in terms of making change. And, and I think that's a really interesting piece, right? So it kind of flows into, you know, what made those mentors good mentors for you? And what, what mm -hmm. generally makes a good mentor? Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things has been that they know more than I do. They're wiser <laughs> than I, <laughs> if I'm wise at all, right? Yeah. So I think one key, key thing about that relationship, whether it's a personal, you know, or professional mentor, I look, I seek out for people who have more information. Right. So that might be more education in a field. That might be just knowing more in the field. They might have been in a field more. Right. Right. Or if I don't know about, basically what I'm saying is that for them to be more in, informed, experienced, yeah. seasoned than I. Right. Because I am seeking information from them as well as advice. Right. Right. Uh, so for me, it's very, very important, and the credibility is that I'm going to somebody who I trust, who I know, has more information than I. Yeah. You know, if that wasn't the case, I can Google things up, right? Right, right, right. Um, but they have to have a level of wisdom, a level of insight um, that they've learned in yeah. life. Yeah. And also, it's their experience. I want to learn from their experience, right? Absolutely. So is there anything else like, you know, from a personality perspective that you think that, you know, just differentiates a really great mentor from uh, just somebody who's chatting with you over a coffee and just giving you some advice? You know, I think one of the important things for me has been um, not just listening and right. sort of nodding, but also hearing right. me out, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, I think what's interesting is for me, when we do our mentorship work, it's this question of, of, you know, how do we connect with those youth? So, you know, when I work with, with the population that I work with, the mentor really has to believe in the potential of the persons. There have been times where I went and sought out advice and I wasn't really aware of my potential. Right. Even though I know my capable person, Folks really, you know, through that process of, of the mentorship piece, really um, threw back ideas at me and would say, hey, but you know that you've been doing this. Right. So you have this skill. So it would be aha moments where I thought, well, I should know this. They helped me appreciate and be a little bit more confident. Right. Um, and not dismiss the experience that I have had. They believed in my value as a person. So that, like the underlying piece of that is trust. Right. right. It's the connection. It's believing that somebody believes in me. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I think those are essential qualities. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of, of a mentor of mine who said um, when you show people mm -hmm. that you believe in them and that they do matter, mm -hmm. learning will just simply come naturally. Yeah. I want to touch on one thing that you did talk about a little bit earlier. You said no judgment. Yes. Can you like explain that a little bit more? So when I mean no judgment, it I certainly mean so you know, we all come from different walks of life. You know, some of us have, um, 
you know, made decisions based on circumstances or, you know, some of us uh, may not have been successful right away or some of us, you know, you may have, um, you know, everybody has flaws and weak points and strengths and whatnot, but it's not focusing on, on the the weaknesses of the person it's it's not to judge where they are in life you know so for instance i'll give you an example so you know when i have a young person that you know may have tried to go to school but then they might have failed a couple of courses or realize oh my god i'm dropping out this program is not for me so in my relationship with them i'm not going to say to them that you're a failure and how dare you not know what you're what what you right. set out to do i'm going to support them and say you know what it's okay this is a part of life at the very least, now you know that that's not the program that you want to right. take, right? So that's what I mean by judgment, you know, and it's a big piece for the mentee because you respect, you believe, um, you encourage, Absolutely. right? So we kind of get what the individual mentee gets out of it. You see it every day. What do you get out of it as a mentor? So you know what? I look at a mentor um, and a mentee relationship as a give and take, right? So I learn from the clients that I work with probably a lot more. <laughs> you know, they might say something and I might be like, aha, right? right? Or it may change the course of my day or it may change my perspective, um, you know, or I might learn more about uh, some social media thing because my clients <laughs> are a lot younger than me some yeah. sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. So my point is basically is and I think that this is not only in, in a mentor um, mentee relationship, but even on a management level or a supervisor level. It's not, it's not being a leader in a way of enforcing ideas and enforcing this is what you should do. It's more about saying, hey, let me learn from you. The process of learning from uh, the person that you are mentoring is absolutely great. You will learn an abundance of information and perspective about life and where they are and what their location. So I think mentors have just as much to learn, right? So, so as we're wrapping up here, you said one thing. Relationship, mental relationships are very individualistic, mm -hmm. and, and I would agree. I mean, it's a, typically a one-on-one -on -one kind of situation. Mm. But we've had this conversation before about this kind of broader impact of mentorship on the community or within an organization. Mm -hmm. You know, first, do you believe it goes ab above and beyond uh, simply that individualistic? Yeah. And, and if so, how? In terms of community, we talk about community. We're not talking about a community center. Community really is all the structures and institutions. So it can right. be from a resource center to a bank, right? Right, right. So really, if everybody wants to create a workforce or encourage young people to be the next leaders of society, which we do historically, well, then we have to mentor them. We have to guide them. We have to build and strengthen individuals, teams, community, families. I, I look at it as it's the concept of like a village raises a child. We all help in some way. That leads to a better society. Or a better organization as, you know, uh, within a business context. Yeah, and it starts at the individual, but with the mentorship relationship, you're building a person's morale and you're telling them, I believe in you. These are the skills that you have. You, it's transferable to a team. It's right. transferable on a holistic level. Looking back on it all, all, all of these years, what does transformation mean to you today? Transformation. You know what, as I said before, to me, it is a process of change. In my experience, it really did start off, and I, I'm echoing what I said in the beginning, but it really was the need for change. It's, it was for me to kind of realize, you know what? I may not 
you know, be able to write a list of where I want to be in the next five, 10 years. But I do know these are the things that I don't want. So in order for me to get to a place where I could be a little bit more decisive, I have to make the decision. Um, it's that where I am right now, again, is not where I want to be. It really is the willingness to explore what I don't know. Right. I am willing to go ask questions and seek the information from the information from the experts that are out there. I am willing to be vulnerable and say I don't have the skill and seek advice. And I haven't done it alone. Yeah. I need people to remind me of who I am and what I have accomplished because I don't remember that. And in my work with, with clients, they often forget who they are, where they have come from, the resilience that they have, right. and the fact that they are probably ahead than some of their peers and way better and well-equipped um, to go out there in the world and make the changes however scary they are, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, people are often afraid of change because it's uncomfortable. But I think we, we need to remain uncomfortable, right? And we need to ask questions and we need to um, learn more, grow, develop. And in order for us to do that, we have to challenge ourselves. Right? Absolutely. Well, listen, I appreciate you doing this. Thanks for giving me the opportunity, Greg. This concludes our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. For more information on the work that I do around innovation and transformation, please check out my website at www.changinglightbulbs.com. And for more information on our amazing sponsor, Delta Oversee, the software company that's dedicated to enabling positive, sustainable change and transformations for organizations, please check out their website at www.deltaoversee.info or give them a shout at 647-513-3582. Don't forget to mention that you heard about us on this podcast. Thanks again, and never forget to continually adapt and transform for tomorrow's reality.